Hey, Bettys. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. Betty's welcome to another episode of Geeky Magic, and we are continuing our series in going chapter by chapter through my new book, The Betty Body, A Geeky Goddess's Guide to Intuitive Eating, Balanced Hormones, and Transformative sex. And this week is the sex part. (laughs) So we have been talking about in the last five weeks, we've been talking all about hormones. So we've been talking about chronic stress and inflammation. We've been talking about how to learn that your menstrual cycle is your lasso of truth. It is your hormonal report card. And then we've been going through all of the different potential areas for hormonal derangement for a woman, whether she is in perimenopause, menopause, or just in her reproductive years. And in this chapter, chapter six, it's called sleep and sex. We talk about how to set up you, my Betty, for momentum, for helping to transform your sleep into goddess giving slumber, because that is what you deserve, queen. And we also talk a lot about sex as a means for self-actualization. And this is where things get a little spicy. Uh, We talk about all the different ways that we start off with in the chapter, talking about all the different ways that sleep can affect our humanity. So I will, I go through a ton of studies and a lot of science around sleep. And then the second part of the chapter is about sex. So I do not leave anything off the table here. We talk about orgasms. We talk about the anatomy of your vulva. We talk about the different ways that you can orgasm. So whether it is a mechanical uh, orgasm, meaning you're using a toy, or it is a manual orgasm. So that could be yourself with self-pleasure. It could be with a partner. And we talk about how those actually impact your hormonal balance differently. So there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool science in here. And, you know, I really thought that was this was important important to include. And this is actually, for the record, one of the biggest chapters in the book. And I had a hard time editing it down because I just wanted to keep everything in here. Because I think that there is, again, when we talk about female specific rhythms and, you know, the ways that women can become healthier, this will run in direct contrast to what is out there in terms of male hacks and male strategies. And I was just recently speaking to uh, one of my dear friends and colleagues, Dr. Megan Walker, and we were talking about this idea that, you know, she was listening to a podcast, a very well-known podcaster. Um, You may know him. His name is Tim Ferriss. And he was talking on his podcast, you know, several years ago about how being celibate or how, you know, abstaining from sex was actually one of the best hacks that he could employ for 
being the most productive, having the most focus, and of course, for in, improving his testosterone levels, because he found that he otherwise it was just too distracting for him. And this is a very good example of how while something may work really, really well for a male, like the practice of abstinence, whether that's through masturbation or, you know, penetrative sex, uh, or just, you know, declaring celibacy. And for a man that might work really well, but for a woman, it has absolutely deleterious effects on our biology. So I really wanted to go deep, uh, pun intended there (laughs) with, um, with sex and orgasms and really to help you understand a little bit of your anatomy, because this is also something that comes up. Women, we don't know, like a lot of us will call our vulva, our vagina, thinking that those are the same things and they're not, you know, your vulva is the external part of your anatomy and your vagina is inside. So, you know, even just giving a woman the right terminology, I think can begin to empower her. But of course I don't stop there. I always wants to over deliver. So we talk about all the things, all things sex. So I'm going to read you an excerpt from the, from the book. Uh, so you can get a little flavor of the spice, uh, that I have put in here. So the, this section is called, Oh, the places you will go with the big O. And that's probably what Dr. Seuss really meant, uh, when, when he was writing, Oh, 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 the places you will go. Okay, Betty, I'll get just straight to the point here. Ladies, you need to be climaxing as often as you can, whether it's with your partner or it's a toy that you call your partner, just get after those orgasms. For women, this is a crucial piece of our health health puzzle that we often miss because we are too busy, we forget, or we feel an incredible amount of shame around orgasms. And if we think about female anatomy, one of our unique features is that there is no other function. So listen up here, Betty's. There's no other function for the clitoris other than pleasure. Clocking in with a whopping 8,000 nerve endings, which is double that of the penis, it has absolutely no reproductive function. Just another reason to love being a woman. Now, of course, the male equivalent would be the penis, which has many roles, including reproduction and pleasure and urination. In a woman, these functions are divided into separate anatomical areas. You might accurately deduce then that as a woman, pleasure is your birthright and it is in your inherent design. Now, depending on the learned patterns from your family or your culture of origin, this might fly squarely in the face of your deeply held beliefs. And the reality is most cultures view women as the weaker and more insignificant of the two sexes. A common conservative structure of the male female dyad might be that the woman is tasked with the child rearing, the housework and the cooking. Now, of course, this is not a commentary on about what is right or what is wrong, but my experience tells me that in these pursuits, a woman often forgets about her own needs. She gets lost in the homework, the soccer schedule, the meal prep, the homeschooling, the demands at work. She forgets the things that bring her pleasure. And this is not only her sexual pleasure, but pleasure that comes from taking care of herself. 
viewing herself as someone worth worshiping, worth getting to know, and worth taking care of is a journey that most women do not awaken to. Now you, Betty, have picked up this book for a reason. And my guess that would be that a small part of it is, you know, somewhere inside you, there is a voice that is telling you that you are worth getting to know in every way. So let me build the case for you about why you need to get to know your clitoris and why you need boatloads of orgasms. And we go on from there. So you can see that this is, you know, a, hopefully it is a, a thesis to build the case for why sex and orgasms are so important for women. And I'll just tell you off the cuff, um, when we think about, you know, in earlier chapters, I, w- I was talking about, you know, how your menstrual cycle is your lasso of truth, your reproductive cycle, your fertility, your cycle that confers fertility is your report card. And part of that, of course, is sexual function and sexual pleasure. So I go through, you know, what happens after that little excerpt that I read you is we talk about your vitals. We talk about the differences in brain, uh, in terms of serotonin synthesis. We talk about how orgasms flush out cortisol, how, how that it improves pain tolerance and your, all your vitals. We go into a geeky magic carpet ride. This is truly where geek meets magic, because if you, you know, I, it would make me really sad. And I've heard this, um, from patients in the past where they have so much shame around being a woman for whatever reason it is that they don't know how to engage in self-pleasure. And if you don't know how to do that, you're not going to be able to A, tell your partner what it is that you like, and you're not going to experience the beauty that comes with being a woman. So um, I know that this can be you know, it's a very sensitive subject and it can, you know, it's a little different for everybody. And of course, I'm not pretending to have all the answers here, but what I am trying to encourage you to do is to get to know yourself in every way possible. And that's sort of the, that's sort of the point of the book, you know, in all the different ways, in terms of the hormonal milieu, in terms of your menstrual cycle, what happens when you go to menopause? How do we eat? How do we train? How do we supplement? How do we orgasm? You know, this, it's like, it's a manual for getting to know yourself better, because I promise you, you are worth getting to know. I promise you, you are worth getting to know. That was so important. I had to say that twice. Okay. All right, Betty. So I hope that you have in, uh, enjoyed this story time slash director's cut of Geeky Magic. Next week, we are talking about morning routines. So make sure that you subscribe to the pod so that you get it when it first drops. And, um, I start off the next chapter, uh, again with controversy because why not? Um, this has just been my observation. Um, most morning routines are sexist and that's how we start. <laughs> that's how we start next week. So make sure that you tune in for that. And I cannot wait to, uh, to engage with you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. 
This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed. And the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. 